0: This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. All right, Dometi Pongo is here, Dometi, D-O-M-E-T-I underscore, and joining us back, back, back again, and she's going to be joining us quite you know, more frequently than not because I think Healthy Wealthy Wise is not just a mission. It is something I'm committed to, and the wealthy part especially. Millionaire the budget needs to extraordinaire, the one and only mm. Tiffany Aliche. Welcome. Hey, Professor Hunter. <laughs> hey,
1: what's up? How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm well. I'm Hi. G- Hi, Dometi. Tiffany, it's so good to meet you. You you as well.
0: Yeah. I love this. I love this. So I've been, I've been watching your social media. You've been uh, posting a lot out in the streets, giving tips, mm-hmm. helping people. Mm-hmm. So so what's new in the budgetista world um oh my god there's always something but um
1: the same I'm just more and more I've just been really leaning into um, showing ways um, how um, the black tax plays this significant role and why there is a huge wealth gap you know folks try to pretend like it's not but I'm like like even I was sharing there's a story about a, a woman who got her home appraised, because my home was appraised, it came for lower. Surprise, surprise, black, right? But people want to be like, oh, no, this woman, she's black, her husband is white, they have biracial, biracial sons, she works from home, um, and she posted this on uh, Facebook, and she shared how the appraiser came, was making all these comments that were inappropriate, like, you you live here, you work from home, you know, like, you know, disbelief, that like, how can black be successful, and so, um, you know, so her appraisal came back so low, even the bank was like, what's going on? So they ordered another appraisal. The second appraisal, her appraisal came back lower than other comps with, with less bathrooms, less bedrooms. Like, that's literally what appraisals are based off of. And so she, um, they got a second appraisal. It came back 162000 higher, a whole house higher. So uh, the wow. Washington Post just did an article where they showed how uh, black folks home are are systematically um appraised for lower but they are taxed higher and i know even myself my insurance my homeowner's insurance is higher i know because my my white mortgage guy david we were because i was thinking about refinancing and cashing money out of this house so i can invest it and he was asking all these questions like okay what's your homeowner's insurance so i pull it up i tell him he said that can't be right i'm like why he said that seems high I was like, oh, I don't know. I mean I did some quotes, you know, he was like, No, in comparison to mine and I said, Okay, well he said, It's like the same as mine. I'm thinking, Okay. He said, No, but my house is my house four hundred thousand, his house one point two million. And meanwhile he said, Let me see who, who your homeowner insurance company is. The same as his. So we have the same company, he's two towns mm-hmm. over, home was worth three times more, but my homeowner's um, insurance is the same. Because black city, I live in Newark. You know, city, black black Newark. And so, um, so you think to yourself, house appraised for less, taxes are higher, insurance higher. You get paid less at work, so you're making less and you're charged more. How do you get ahead? How do you outpace racism? That's what I was sharing with folks. Like, Ooh. I don't care how wealthy, you can't outrun it. You can't out. You can't outwork it. You can't outeducate it. Like, there's nothing. I mean, I have built several successful businesses, and yet they can still come to my house and say it's worth less.
0: I love Bomba socks. They make the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They literally have rethought every detail of sock making to make them more comfortable. But that's not why I wear them every day. I wear Bombas because of their mission as a company. These socks do more than just keep your feet cozy. They help give back to the most vulnerable people in our community because for every pair of socks you buy, Bombas will donate to someone in need. The generosity of the people like me who purchase uh, the Bombas socks, we have allowed them to donate more than 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of 3,000 giving partners. That impact is more powerful than ever. To those experiencing homelessness, these socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes. It's a small comfort that's especially important right now. So when you give a pair, you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase. So I'm suggesting you get more than one pair because that's what I did. I bought one pair to see if the 20% worked, then I went back to get more, and it didn't work anymore because it's the first purchase. So I wish I had purchased 10 pairs, so that's what I'm calling you to do. Because you're going to need socks for the rest of the year. Go to Bombas. They're bomb-ass socks. Leave off the last S for savings. B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Karen for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas dot com slash Karen. 20% off. You know,
1: and so it's not something because, you know, they'll tell you if you only work a little harder. I have five, five businesses, though. If you only got more education, I have two degrees. If you only, if you only, and then I feel even in the medical field, how black women are three or four times more likely to die during or after childbirth because black people are not believed. 67% of doctors said that they did have bias against their black patients. 67%. So, a patient comes in. I'm feeling bad. I don't feel well. I don't feel. Oh, over exaggeration. Maybe they're wanting drugs. So, Rena Williams, right? We can all agree. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, was the highest paid athlete of all time, right? So there, it literally she reached the pinnacle of of not not tennis. I'm talking about athlete, right? Reached the pinnacle. This woman had her baby said, I don't feel well. They're like, you're fine. Go home. No, I'm something. Something is not right. I need. I need. I need like tests to be done. No. If I go home, she demanded it. If you've seen Serena, you could tell she's not one to take take it lightly. Demanded it, found out she had a blood clot that would have killed her at home. So if Serena Williams, who has reached the tippy top of not tennis, but sports, is a victim yes. to racism, but there is no outworking, well, you would only work a little hard, is anybody more successful than her in her, in her arena? And so I share that because. For those listeners who might be fooled into thinking, especially if you're not of the melanated few, that somehow your financial position is as a, as, a, as a result of the hard work and the good work you do, you're mistaken. There are some financial educators and experts who will say, there's one in particular uh, with the initial DR that says money is not black or white, it's green. Oh, must be nice if you're a white man. I I would love for money not to be black or white for me. So we can change it have your house be valued to be paid less. You know? I mean, I can't tell you how many times brands have come to me with my huge platform. And like a brand just came to me today, it is a brand that has billions of customers. Came to me, we would love for you to do a keynote for us, Tiffany. I said, sure, here's my here's my rate. Ooh, are you like, you know, are these the rates for in person now that we're doing Zoom? I said, Well what what are your rates? So we could go back and forth. Oh, you know what? I just realized I didn't realize I didn't look at the rate. So this actually will be pro bono because of our budget. This multi-multi-billion-dollar company, you don't have my little peanut in comparison to what you make. I'm good. Do you see what I mean? It's just like yes. over and over wow. and over. It's, it's it's frustrating, and I don't have it's the. exhausting. Answer. I can't fix yeah systemic racism, but what I can do is provide some tools and resources and tips. To help to offset it until a deeper solution can be found, because that's really all we can do. Black people don't have the power to fix the systemic racism. You know, it is not within our, our power in the way that because there are rules being made from here that like we, we don't have access to that. You know, um, and even when we build separate, we have seen time and time again that what we created, even if we create outside of you know. If Tulsa taught us nothing, is that you know don't don't let you do too well now you know, bombing our our successful cities, tearing down successful um, um, creations that we've created, taking things and making it their own. Rock and roll was never white, let's be clear, right? This is a Mm -hmm. multi, I'm sure by now, trillion dollar industry, right? So it's just like, it's just frustrating, but like, you know, you fight the good fight, you share the information that you can, um, you know, because I mean, despite all that's going on, I have been able to be uh, successful. So in that from being a preschool teacher i was successful as a preschool teacher um to you know being a multi um, business owner and just sharing the information of, of what that looks like from the beginning to end and in between so that's what i'm here for and that's what's new with moi
0: <laughs> the budgetista is in the building let's go back a little bit to the to your appraisal because I've had that same exact experience. And so we have to do things like de-blackify our home when we're yeah. showing it. We have to take down all of our pictures, our black art, all, you know, all the things that might, is there a way around that? Are there black appraisers and even, you know, even black appraisers, because I had a black appraiser actually appraise mm-hmm. my home lower than a white appraiser because we have mm-hmm. anti-blackness baked in. And that's even more mm-hmm. horrific.
1: Are yeah, there appraisers no, what, that we can go can- to? Honestly, right now there's no way to know for sure because sometimes it's the city that you live in, it's a black city. So like I so a friend of mine would just she just shared on Facebook, she said, um, there was a builder built same exact house, one on this side, you cross the street, this is the black side of town. So literally same exact house across the street, black side of town, that house is appraised for a hundred thousand dollars less. The same house from the same builder in the same vicinity. So there are some things, like, say, for example, you live, like, in a town like a Montclair, where, you know, it's, it's like, semi-racially ambiguous, but it's not a black city, it's not a, you know, but, like, say, for me, I mean, it's Newark, there's no hiding, you know, and so, um, right, right. personally, okay. you know, so it, it, you can't, because my, my, I if it wasn't the quarantine, I always had it in my mind, because I already knew that black homes are praised for less, I already knew I live in Newark, so I said to myself, well, if I ever get my home appraised, I'm going to ask my white friend Catherine to come to be me because you don't have to be here. Anybody could be typical when you're here. Anybody could be. So that was always my aim, to take down all the pictures and have Catherine be here in my place. But it was quarantine, and I wasn't able to do so. But I'll be curious to see post-quarantine, if I get this house appraised again, what does, it go, what does it go for? And it's a shame that you have to do that. I don't think that non-black people, white people in particular, understand how many allowances we have to make in order to navigate safely or and not even really safely, as safe as we can get it. Meaning going into a store, knowing I can buy the whole store if I want to, but let me be mindful not to touch nothing that I'm not purchasing because I don't want to smoke. You know what I mean? Or like, um, you know, just like being undercut. Like I, I um, was, uh, there's this big financial conference. They offered me $2,500 to do a keynote, and they just paid a white man a few years before 50000 2500 to 50000 That's not even the same range, right? And I was like, <laughs> oh, God. what does that even mean? I've had local churches who do a love offering give more than 2500 you know? And they have it, but they didn't have it for me, you know? And so what I said was like, no, no. And then I tweeted about it. <laughs> And so because the, the founder had done all these other egregious things that kind of came out, um, so my, my he just added to it. He ended up stepping down um, as CEO. Um, so that we had a Facebook group for this financial conference, and it's one of the largest in the country. And after a while, you know, the Facebook started saying, well, who is the budgetista? I ain't never heard of her. I want to see proof that she was ever paid more than $2,500. i am like, you know you mean, like – It's like, I just, I just left the group. I was like, y'all can be toxic amongst yourselves. You know, it's so funny because everybody loses with racism. They're fools. Because do you know how many opportunities come to my plate? Just just this week alone, I have dropped three major opportunities because we also had, because we knew that organization was toxic, Um, a friend of mine, Sandy, um, Sandy Smith, she created Elevate, which is specifically for black and brown financial educators. So that is really where we've hung out and, and, and supported each other. So just today, there's a huge opportunity. I can't take advantage of. Guess where I dropped it in elevate. And so you think about these income people, Oh, I said their name. Oh, well, it's out. You think about them and you think about <laughs> their little wagon organization. Um, and I, you know, like these are opportunities that I'm not sharing with them. These are huge opportunities. These are not black opportunities. These are huge right. national next level opportunities. And I'm asking Hey, Elevate, you know, who wants this? Who wants this with this huge um, morning show that we all know? I can't do it. Hey, Elevate, who wants to speak at this huge conference that it's a five-figure payout? I'm not able to do it. You know what I mean? So you Mm -hmm. lose too, boo. And so, like, that's what's so crazy. I had to tell a brand the other day. They just emailed me today, like, begging for forgiveness. They wanted me to take over their IG. They saw me on Money Magazine. Money Magazine asked me to do an IG takeover, so I did. So this brand who I was doing affiliate partnerships with, an affiliate partnership is when a brand pays you for every person that signs up for whatever it is. That's their app. They're through your link. Um, and so I already had an affiliate partnership, where we were starting one, and they were like, we would love for you to take over our IG. And I said, okay, let's have a conversation. We're talking about it. And then it came up, how many black employees do you have? Zero. Okay. How, what about contractors, people you just hire, you know, hey, do this flyer, something, zero. Okay. Hmm. So how many employees do you have in general? 30. How many, con- God knows how many contractors. So in all these people, you couldn't find one black person, but you found me. And I was like, interesting. And, and then the woman, for so the white listeners, the audacity of Cassidy that's what I say
0: yeah. I
1: said, she said to me, no, no, wait, we hire black models for like our ads and things. And we, you know, we do like, black like affiliate partnerships with you. I said, Oh, so you take black money. Oh my God. The, the fact that you thought telling me that you mm-hmm. take black money. So you acknowledge there are black people out here in the world. And that you right. thought telling me that you take black money was somehow some substitute for putting money in black pockets. I was like, so you take black money. So you acknowledge there are black people. And you acknowledge there's money out there. And you now you want that money. And that's why you want me. And I told her, I'm not here to be anybody's black band-aid, verbatim. And she was like, well, no, no, that's not what I meant. No, you said I didn't. I have no idea about the business. This is, this is, this is information you're volunteering forward. Well, we're committed to the next people we hire are going to be black. Well, thank you for the for the for the handout. What in the hell is wrong with it? I just don't understand. I'm like, you don't need to get to black people on handouts. I saw that we have a white dude on our team. Hey, mate. I, was like, I have a black woman team that serves black women, and we got one. We was, we wasn't even able to find one white person on our team. who's was just so crazy to me. And I told her, you know, we're an 8 figure year company. So it's really you who loses. I don't know how big their company is, but just imagine if you would diversify the net you threw out there, how many more fish you can catch. The reason why you only have white people on your team is because you fish in white time. Not because white people are smarter. Not because they know more. Not because they have they have better knowledge. That's not why. It's because if you go to the same school that is a is a is a predominantly white youth institution, and you go to the same headhunters that are predominantly, of course, you're going to come back with white people. You fish in white ponds. If you expand your pond, and you go to Selma and Morehouse and Howard and and you know and all these other places, and you, you will find qualified black folks. Claston. Tiffany, do no, you think that? Then when we talk about diversity and inclusion at companies, and, and, and I'm going to reveal what I feel in, in the question, do you think we talk enough about the impact diversity has on the bottom line? And I ask that because I feel like in a lot of companies, in, when we have these conversations, we talk about it because it's the right thing to do. We should hire this many people because black folks are this percentage of the population, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, it's not just that it's the right thing to do. It's the profitable thing yeah. to do. Do you find that that piece is missing most often when you have these conversations? With these yes, because people look at diversity as charity work, and it's mm-hmm. like, bruh, brown makes it better. Because you wouldn't have dropped that dumb commercial if you would have had a one brown face in there. Like that doesn't make that doesn't make sense. You know, you yeah. would have understood like what was hip and up and coming if you had a brown face in there. You would have known that that's not how you connect with this audience. You see what I mean? Like, Brown helps make things better. So it's those companies that... And what's so, what's so crazy and so funny now is that this quarantine has forced all these companies to pivot in a way that they're not comfortable. There are so many companies that are not going to make it. I'm talking about huge, million, trillion-dollar companies ain't going to make it. Whereas some of these small, pivotable companies are out here shining, you know? And so understanding that having different points of view is only going to help your bottom line but people rather think on the ship than to, and it's like, the, the ship of sameness than to offer any sort of, like, opportunity to anybody else that's not same So I say think. Mm. That's what I say. Mm. I say think. And I will see you at the yeah. top. And I'll buy the ship and the remains when you're done. You know, okay. because I'm tired of, I'm not okay. asking for a seat at the table. I don't need to see the table. I am the table. You know, I create a safe space for black and brown people to work. I don't hire just black, but... Because we serve black women, I'm very conscious of making sure that the people who work inside the company understand for the people that we serve or what they're going through, you know. But it is not that hard to find qualified black and brown people. And, you know, to not do so is purposeful and intentional and you mm-hmm. can't convince me otherwise. You know, because if you can come seek me out to do a I do Live for you, that means, oh, so you do know how to find black people. Got it. You see what I mean? You know, yeah. so people yeah, will tell you that they don't believe in racism until so you say, Well, let's switch races. You be me This whole week, don't nobody want it. That means you understand exactly what that means. People will tell you they don't believe in racism until it's time to be like, These are black men standing in front of me. <laughs> oh, so you do know what happened. Oh, so you do know Amy Cooper. Got it. Don't let these people fool you. I've got a black grandchild. I cannot be, great. you know, what black grandchildren slave owners. We have black children. And they put them in the fields. Don't tell me because you have black children you can't be racist. Of course you can. That doesn't mean anything, you know. So many of us in, the, in this world are products of that, of that, of that, that egregious rape of our women. So you having black children in your family literally means nothing. So did slave owners, and they put them babies to work. You know? No. So that's why I really truly believe financial education is so critical. I mean, it is not the only way, but. So you have to have ownership. Game Bass said it best. He said, I wish I could tell these young men out here that the purpose of to work is to own, to own. And you're not working. Now, I'm not saying you can't get flying. That's nice. You know, you can. But I want you to be mindful that ownership is true power, especially in this country. I want you to own your house. I want you to own the things. So you're not just renting those things. Because It's in ownership that true wealth and power is made. Because if you own enough, then your voice can be heard if you own enough that people are forced to consider you because your ownership equals power. And so so many, so many of us are, are, are working to have, but are not working to own. And that part is critically important.
0: The budget Tiffany Aliche, and you can follow her at the budget on social media and the It is blackout Tuesday or blackout day. What does that mean to you, Tiffany? And don't uh, do and I had a conversation at the top of the show, if it's not rooted in some action that will put money in black businesses, which <laughs> is the goal for one day, one day is one day enough. No, I think this should be like, a, like and they, they did this a little bit earlier
1: on, like a few weeks ago where the, it was a blackout Tuesday. It should be a day to elevate black, black businesses. That's what blackout should mean is that we don't buy nobody else but black. You know, that's what it should be that you are posting. When you're posting, you're promoting black people. When you're when you're buying, you're buying black things, you know. Like slowly but surely, and I'm seeing it. I like slowly but surely I told my team that I want to start to look at all of the resources that we use and to ask ourselves: Is there a black alternative? Because sometimes you buy, you buy, you buy a thing. You know, is there a black alternative to this? Come on, let's try, Let's test it mm. out. Let's see. You know, because imagine if you did that. I don't think people understand the power that we have. If today every black person said, "I'm no longer gonna eat, say, Chick Fil A." Every single black person, Chick Fil A would die in a day. Mm-hmm. It, like you know what I mean? Like because you cannot yeah. survive without the input. That this is why people. This is why the United States wants to open up the economy, despite the fact that people are dying because you cannot survive without the flow of money. You are the flow of money. If the flow of money stops, then you can break any system. Ask Martin. was that, that those that bus had to stop. That bus system had to stop. They were like, we are now bankrupt. A lot of people were like, I'd rather walk. I'm good. You know, they had no money, but what you do have is choice. That's the thing. You might think to yourself, well, I'm not this huge millionaire, billionaire, but you do have choice, and your choice is actually more powerful than that. Because unless that billionaire is going to be using his billion dollars to be buying his own Chick-fil-A day in and day out, he needs you to eat there. That bank needs you to deposit there. That store needs you to shop there. If you stop, they would change because they would be forced to or forced to close. It either change or close, you know. And so that's why I wish more, more of us realized that. I think that these blackouts could be really powerful. We did a blackout for a week. Imagine how powerful! Because then you get to really flex your power. Like now, what? Now, now, they. Let's talk about what you said again about black people. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, oh, you go, oh, you. Oh, you misspoke. Uh, I bet. You know, there are very few brands that be about that life. Right. And I'm talking it's easy. You well, know, I won't say it's easy. I'm black, so I can say whatever, you know? But you know a that I really like that's not black that be about that life? Uh, ben and Jerry. Those two are white men be about that life. Have you seen their Black Lives Matter statement? Yo, yes. Ben and, someone said that Ben and Jerry is a type that have a ice cream talking about um the Police and it has blueberries. You know, like Ben and Jerry <laughs> <laughs> But what I what I love that's alignment, right? So people, are right. am afraid to say, Ben and Jerry's ain't hurting. They've always been on the side of like this is what is right to do. They don't have to be black mm-hmm. to know that this is not right. They have an amazing like if you have not if you have not Google Ben and Jerry Black Lives Matter statement, they have these stats and research and it is a beautiful page that you get to really learn more about what's happening and what they're doing. They are corporately responsible. I mean, for those of you who are businesses and you're that is how you do it. You don't have to be of that group to know that what's right is right, and align yourself with what's right, and still have a successful business. And I'm sure there are people who are like, "I'm never gonna eat bananas again." Okay, I will buy two to cover yours, you know. And so it is possible, <laughs> to, right? It is possible to do the right thing. Um, and so that's what I'm here. That's what I'm about. I, I don't want to like, you know. I mean. For the most part, like, you know, when things are seemingly okay, I'm pretty happy-go-lucky. I know some of my audience, well, not the black folks. They're like, go Tiffany. But I know some of my audience who's white are like, Tiffany, not my, not my happy-go-lucky Tiffany. Yes. Sis, I am definitively black. There's no ambiguity. I mean, I don't walk down the street and people are like, it is what it is. So yes, I can't ask anyone to stand up for me and I won't stand up for myself. Yes. If, if, if the war comes, guess what side I'm on? I mean, I don't have a choice. Yes, this is what it looks like. And so I have to stand up for us. In every other place we come last, not with not with me, not with my brand, not with my education. Like, we come first. I don't turn anyone away. As a teacher, I don't believe in turning any student away. But I will say that I have a choice to know who I am speaking directly to. And if you catch that that knowledge too, cute for you. But quite honestly, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking especially to black women. We make 70% of the choices in our household. And I know that if I want to help black men, I do so through women. If I want to help black children, I do so through black women. If I want to help black communities, black neighborhoods, black culture, I do so through black women. And so that's why I focus on black women, because I want to help all of us. But I know that that is the pinpoint, that if I can help black women shift and make more save more, invest, if I can help black women do so, then I can help our entire community and culture. And so that's why I focus on black women. And like I said, I don't turn anyone away, but when I speak, I'm like, hey sis, somebody, a guy was like, oh, I'm not a sis. Again, I'm not talking to you. You're a guest, you <laughs> <laughs> drink your Tule's on the couch. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to your sister. So if you mind sis, then go ahead and get your information someplace else and it's okay. Cause here's the thing, all of this is free. Like, bro, I don't have to. I don't have to address you personally. Three percent of my audience is mad. Is that so? I'm supposed to rearrange my whole business to 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 compromise with you No, that's not. And if you have a business, don't be afraid to speak directly to your audience. Let other people be mad. The more mad someone else gets, the happier someone else gets. Greatness is polarizing. If you're not pushing Ooh. somebody away, you're not pulling somebody close. My mentor what? told me that.
0: Standing that, greatness
1: is That polarizing. explains a lot. Oh, my mm-hmm.
0: goodness. Okay, well, thank you for that. She done said several words today. Tiffany's here. Doherty is here. We got callers. What, Tiff, you want to say something about the Illuminati, too? No, no, I was just going to say that. are tweeting me and, and uh, Instagram
1: and like, yo, I hear you, girl? You it up. So I'm like, yo, thank you. The budget needs on yes. Instagram, Twitter,
0: Facebook, YouTube, all of it. All of it. And she brought all of the flames today. Let's head over to who's Husband. She's been holding on with, with all her might from North Carolina. She had a question before you even came on about prepaid credit cards. Hey, Ann, I hope you're still there. Welcome.
1: Hey, yeah, okay. I just wondered in trying to build my credit because I can't qualify for a regular card. Do you recommend okay. any particular company? So, yes. Yeah. So, one, you, have you tried a secured card? I got turned down and it's so bad because I don't want to keep doing that with my uh, credit. I keep it keeps so. me. So Understood. I just want to make sure that you try that first. Because, so, for those who don't know, if you can't get approved a, a for a regular credit card, you can call what's called a secured card, but it is possible to be turned down for a secured card. A regular credit card is unsecured, meaning that you don't have to put anything down for that credit card, it's because they trust that you're going to pay back. A secured card means that either you've had issues before in the past or you, um, you're you new to credit. So they require a security from you, a security deposit, anywhere from 200 to like 600 to to $1,000 that you put up into a um, savings account or a money market account at that bank, and then the bank will issue you a card that's the same limit as the security that you put down, right? So if you've been denied that, I wanted to make sure you did that first. Then I would suggest getting what's called a credit builder loan. There's a company called Self. It used to be called Self Lender, but Self, S-L-E-F, like myself. And what I like about Self is you were denied likely because your credit score might make even a secured card risky for the lender. But Self doesn't run your credit score. So to your point, Anne, you're you're not going to get that ding because they're not going to run your credit score, so that's good. Instead, they use something called a um. A uh, tech system in order to run. So, tech systems is uh, if you don't, like, let's just say you had an overdraft at a bank and you didn't pay it, and then you left that bank and went to another bank, that bank will tell on you. Tech systems, like the tattered pail system that they tell other banks, like that's what they got them about you, basically. So, as long as you don't have any issues with the banks themselves, then you can get a credit builder loan. Um, Self does it, but so does like a lot of credit unions do credit builder loans. And so, the way it works is that. You borrow money, I'm doing an air quote, you borrow money from Self or one of these credit unions. They don't give you the money. So they would say, here, and we're going to give you, I would take the lowest amount. So I think with Self, it's $500. Here's $500. Psych, we're not going to give you the $500. we are going to put it into a savings account for you. And you're like, okay. So you quote, unquote, borrowed it for the sake of credit building, but really they put it up. And then every month or 12 months, you pay like 40 something dollars or whatever it is to pay back that 500 at the end of the 12 months, they give you back your money because you never actually got the, the loan. They give you back the money they gave them plus a little interest. Now you have 12 months of, of um, on-time installment loan payment and a payoff. So your your credit score, typically, all things being equal, is is better as a result. So for those of you who do not qualify for or you're trying to raise your credit and can't get a credit card, you can't get a um a, a secured card. Try a credit builder loan, and I recommend the, co- the company itself. It's an awesome company. Or, like I said, you could just try, try your credit union. They often have credit builder loans as well. And, Tiffy, and did that answer
0: your question? Thank you. Yes, it does. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to go okay. that okay. route. All thank right. you. You're, you're welcome. Go ahead, Dormitie. Uh, Tiffany, what, what do you
1: think is the uh, – what when you're teaching people about how to build wealth, specifically black folk, black women. What is the biggest misconception we have about building wealth? What's something that we don't know that we don't know? We don't know. So black people, I mean, this study has been done on this. Black people in particular have, have, associate, have associated debt freedom with wealth. And that's just not true. Like Prudential did this study called literally, I think it's called like the Black Wealth Study. And they were like, what's the number one goal for others? And the another one goal for, number one goal for like everyone else is to build wealth. The number one goal for black folks is to get debt-free.
0: Really what debt. we don't
1: understand is debt-freedom does not equal wealth. Like, I just went to go see my niece, my nephew, they live down the street. My nephew, Roman, he's four years old. He doesn't have a mortgage. He doesn't have a cardinal. He doesn't have student loans. Roman is debt-free. I can assure you, Roman is broke. Because when Roman <laughs> comes here, he don't, have, he don't put no money on these cookies, right? And so we think, like, oh, I want debt-free. There's certain financial... Gurus who tell you debt free, debt free, but debt free without context is nothing. So what's your debt free? So is your timer. What does that mean, right? So Mm. we. So here's the thing that I want us to understand: that I'm not anti-debt free. I'm debt free. I have two homes, two cars, debt free. But I want you to get debt free on the way to wealth. Wealth is the goal. Debt freedom is a goal. You see what I mean? So I do Mm -hmm. want you to make debt freedom a goal. But it is on the way to wealth. You get debt-free on the way to wealth. That's not to stop because you stop here. That's all you get, you know? And so that's nice. the biggest misconception is that, yeah, to, that making debt-free the ultimate goal when really wealth could be and then to be debt-free as a result of
0: growing wealth. I love that. And how important is credit? You know, Ann called because she couldn't get a credit card and mm-hmm. her credit is bad. Like, how important is credit to this wealth building? Honestly, it's... It, It does,
1: credit allows you to leverage. So I mentioned before, a lever, right, helps a smaller thing do a bigger job. Think of a doorknob. That is literally a lever. You turn the doorknob, it opens the door. So that's what credit can do. You have $10,000. Now you can buy a $300,000 house. That's a huge lever. This small amount of money relative to this big amount of access to wealth. Right? And so that's what credit allows you to do. We in the United States is a credit based system, meaning that you can make a hundred thousand dollars and spend a hundred and twenty thousand a year. It's unfortunate, but we can use credit to your advantage. And so you can't have access to use credit to your advantage if you have a poor credit score, don't understand how credit works because credit works once it in your favor it works like this. I can use ten thousand to have access to three hundred thousand. Against you it works like this. I I started off owing uh, 10,000 and now I owe 30,000 because my, because the credit and the fees attached have grown, you know, so not knowing how to use credit will dig you with a hole and knowing how to use credit mm. can actually help you if you properly. So credit is, is take, important because of the country we live in.
0: We got two minutes. Uh, Karen in Los Angeles been holding on and I need to get her in because her name is Karen. Hi, Karen. <laughs> Hi, Karen. How are you? Awesome.
1: Okay. Really quickly. Um, Tiffany, you're spot on about finances, thank you so much uh, for being cool and doing what you are doing. Um, I have a question about asset care, and I don't know if it can be answered quickly, co-life insurance and long-term care benefits as a way of uh, creating a financial tool, not only for myself and my spouse, but for my children. So I don't believe that insurance is an investment tool. I believe that insurance is a risk management tool. So some people will lean into insurance and they'll tell you get whole life or get a, um, I believe in getting a term policy that is going to be way less expensive and it will cover you until your children are grown, right? And then, so it's not, it, when you get car insurance or homeowner's insurance, you're not expecting to make money off of that insurance policy, you know? And so, but somehow the insurance company has been, done a very clever job. It's been making people think that when you're getting life insurance that somehow you're supposed to make money off of it. No, one, the money that you, the extra money that you pay for like the whole life or universal uh, um, uh, insurance policy, that money, um, the uh, statistics show that that money, that, they, that money they invest yields way less, like one point something percent. So you can make more extra, extra online only bank account. So I much rather, so to, to give you a difference, I know I got to wrap up, if you are a healthy 30-year-old man, a million dollar policy term, you're looking at 40 to 50 bucks a month. Healthy 30-year-old man. Um, whole life insurance policy, one of these investment policies, right? You're looking at eight hundred and fifty dollars a month, and yeah, that's crazy. less than yeah. So I want you to instead, get time,
0: put the excess toward investment. Tiffany Alice, the bajanista.